3: This is vSend Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on vSend, the Sports Betting Network.
5: It is our number two, a final countdown here on veasonbeason.com. It is Matt Brown, it is Jonathan Von And we are trying to make you money in the NFL this week, which is why you're going to spend the next hour of your day with us as we go through. And we sound incredibly smart about all of these games, John. That's right. It's what we do. It's what we do. I can we do talk this about. confident. You we, know what I mean? Like, Wait, listen, this. we talk about spreads. Sometimes we talk about totals. We might even throw a prop in there here and I'll there. I'll tell
6: you what, man. Like I said, I have listened and watched some videos where the person talking is stupid. Yes. Like super stupid. And so here's the thing. At least, least we're going to sound smart. Like yeah. You
5: know, you can you can, you can, can call us stupid through the radio, but at least we're going to sound smart like being stupid. If I were to look right? at the camera and be like, you know, Drew yeah.
6: Brees and the Saints tonight actually have a really great shot because that offense is one of the best in the NFL. <laughs> You're going to question yourself. You're like, what's wrong with this guy? Sounds great. Oh, wait.
5: What's what's wrong with this guy? All right. So let's do this. Cincinnati Bengals heading down to New Orleans to play the Saints. They are now three-point favorites. So this has moved to the three at one, two, three, four of the books out there. Juice two-and-a-halves are still available if you want Cincinnati again the juiced two and a half. Remember the difference between three and two and a half typically is about minus one thirty. So if you are getting better than that, you should be looking at the two and a half on Cincinnati if you want to play that. Forty three is your total. I took Cincinnati on the money line when this opened. Oh, Steph! Oh no!
6: Yeah, he's going to score. So we actually we didn't update this. No. So the Guardians did take a three-two lead here in the tenth. Uh, a couple of throwing errors. Uh, allowed. I think was it revere got the third mm. uh, and then ultimately scored on a bloop to right. And that guy stayed safe. And uh, now oh. Naylor hits one all the way to deep right. It bounces off the wall, but that's going to score the runner from first. So we got four two. Cleveland has a runner on second with no outs. So now we're rooting for a push. We got six and a half or six. Oh, uh, man, we're tough.
5: rooting for we're rooting for a push. Okay. Yep. That's okay. Let's get this push home. Let's get this push home at this situation. A push is basically a win because, like, a guy on second and the Yankees still have to bat and all this. Like, a push is a win here, so we'll we'll take we'll take the push. Uh, so, what we do know, unlikely to have at least. Well, we know the the starting two wide receivers in, in Landry and in um, and Michael Thomas aren't going to be out there for the Saints, and it looks like Olave, who again has still not cleared concussion protocol, might not go. Though they're saying he might still. He's this,
6: a limited participant practice, but that's it, concussion. So, but,
5: yeah, and it's because like so it's like yeah. he could or he couldn't. So. Look, to me, it was a pretty clear handicap for me, which, which was, uh, Lattimore's not going to play, by the way, for, yep. for the Saints either. It was very easy for me. I mean, I thought the top three pass catchers could be out for the Saints. The I figured that Lattimore would either, either be highly limited or out for the Saints as well. And so with that, how are they going to move the ball? And then, you know, look, I understand the Cincinnati offense hasn't looked all that great so far, and I figure that they are... I kept saying they were going to get better week to week. It hasn't really shown it so far, but like we were talking about with the Colts, even Saints haven't gotten any pressure on the quarterback all season long. I don't know if that changes here just in the course of, of a week. So the thing that's been getting Joe Burrow in this offense maybe isn't going to be a factor here. So I played the money line at minus 115. I still like it. I would play the two and a half still at 115, which is available out there at a couple of the different books. I just think that I, I'm, I'm, wondering how, I'm wondering how New Orleans moves the ball against a defense if there is one bright spot to the Bengals so far has been the defense, yeah.
6: Yeah. Uh, I think they have, they are, I've got them at what? Like the seventh best mm-hmm. like uh, EPA rating or whatever it is. Uh, regardless. No, you're right. Like, so this is one of those where I got off of it immediately because of all the injuries for mm-hmm. new Orleans. I am a person that has not been very impressed with Cincinnati. You yep. kind of alluded to that and everything. Why we'd not be impressed. Uh, they have covered three straight despite the loss. Of course, last week, they covered that number against uh, Baltimore. And, and I like this Saints team in certain spots. You know, I mm-hmm. laid it with them against uh, Seattle last week. They barely get there, but they got there. Uh, and if this was a team that was going to be a lot healthier, you and I have discussed this before, throw Andy Dalton and James Winston and yeah. mix them up, take one out. They're both kind of kind of be the same guy in terms of their production. Um, yeah, if they were healthy, I would be here in on New Orleans, but obviously they're not. And so that just gets me out of this, like, even from a teaser standpoint, like, I think you could talk yourself into, because we should also know too, that, you know, starting left tackle for Cincinnati is a little beat up, didn't Mm -hmm. practice last time out. So maybe Jonah Williams is not going to be out there. It's a little bit of a big deal for a team that is still kind of struggled to protect Joe Burrow. Um, But having said that, I don't want to bet on a team that's going to be down, what, four or five starters. Like that's just kind of a problem here. Can I also say, just because I like his name, Mm -hmm. uh, Calvin Throckmorton. Is questionable to play for New Orleans. There we go.
5: And honestly, maybe ten bucks a, if you know what position Calvin Throckmorton plays. Well,
6: that he is—he is obviously the backup
5: kicker. Uh, He's—he's obviously the backup a very long kicker. He, he's also the backup long snapper. He's, he's one of the two. yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the two. It's just you know, look, I keep—I keep waiting for Zach Taylor to turn around. He's just—he just—he's not. He can't do it. You look at the—I mean. The stats bear it out, and this guy obviously doesn't look. I mean, they are one of the worst teams in, in EPA when they run the ball. They are they are positive EPA when they pass the ball, but he wants to run the ball. He just wants to continue to bang Joe Mixon yep. into the middle of the line 20 times a game.
6: Oh, and Joe Mixon doesn't maximize his run blocking yeah. either if you look at some of the other yeah. metrics. So. And so
5: I just, I just look at this, and I just, I, you know, I keep saying, dude, if you, why can't you just th- throw the ball 65% of the time, but he, he's not going to do, do it.
6: Can I really quickly mm-hmm. That's also, we. that's a good point. That's also probably one of the reasons why the Bengals don't cover this number, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that Zach Taylor's so bad that they blow this and they lose. But again, when you talk about winning at the margins and covering numbers, Coaching decisions do factor into those things, and you can put yourself in position where you're losing winnable games, or you're not covering winnable, like uh, coverable mm-hmm. games, we'll call them, and that could make a pretty, like, pretty big difference against a pretty beat up Saints team, and all those things too. Like you're talking about that, what's what's his? Do you have it in front of you, or whatever it is? Like the early runs, uh, the early runs, or excuse me, the early down runs as well. Like narratively yeah, yeah. seem to be somewhat high, but yes. like those are the things too. They drive you nuts,
5: and and like I just can't, I I can't. The thing that. Really, really, for me, I just can't get over from the Zach Taylor deal. It's like, it's like the the situations too, where when he decides to be cute, it's like these coaches. It's like almost almost the most inopportune times possible to run like the double reverse oop-de-oop, alley-oop, pass, you know, that yep. we're going to throw it back to the eligible center. And, you know, whatever. it's just like, what are you doing? This is not the time for that. It's like, Just run the ball. Like, just do whatever you got to do. They just can't do that. But, again, I, I, I think this thing team's just a little too beat up for me. And so uh, anyway, maybe it'll be the last time I'm back to the Bengals this year. Who knows? Ravens at the Giants. We are sitting five and a half or six right now in favor of the Ravens. And it is a 45 and a half total. Ravens on the road at the Giants. Would you say, well, before we get into this, before we get into the game, in at the at the third poll, it's not the quarter poll, so we're third away through the season after this week. Is Brian Dayball the coach of the year so far? Just so, so far.
6: So I would say, I think, yeah, I would say yes. But with a caveat, I think media members are way too simplistic with this. And I don't think they're going to win 10 games. So I don't think he's going to win it. Mm -hmm. I I think if you actually look at what he has done, he is clearly the coach of the year because they are just getting by. And we talk about adding it wins at the margins. Dable does it. He is absolutely brilliant. But since I think it's 1990, there was only one guy who has won this award um, that has not won double digit games. And that was Bruce Arians who served as interim over the course of 10 games and only won nine. Right. So like that's part of the problem there. Every single guy has been part of a team that has won double digit games since Jimmy Johnson. I think he won like nine or something like that with the Cowboys in that 1990 year. And I think that's part of the issue where I see guys like Dable up there is that I don't know if they're going to win enough games for simplistic media members to look past a Nick Sirianni uh, who is the favorite Mm -hmm. at this point right now to get it. Does that make sense?
5: No. I yes. No. Absolutely. So the injury report too is a bit troubling for the Giants. If you were looking to, to back the Giants here, I mean there is there are several guys that are listed as out, cl- including Kadarius Tony, who still just can't get back out on the field for a wide receiving core that has been absolutely decimated. You do have a questionable tag on Wondell Robinson, who they spent a very high draft pick on and are very excited about. So maybe maybe you get his. Uh, debut back out there. I mean, the other the other thing about this is Rashad Bateman is out again for this Ravens squad. And I do think that he makes a difference for this Ravens team. We have seen this is like one – we have seen that this, uh, that this Ravens offense over the last couple of weeks has struggled just a little bit. And I don't think it's any coincidence it's when, you know, Bateman was nicked up and then Bateman had to miss like mm-hmm. last week as well. So I do think that there is a little bit – of that. I mean, what
6: are you, what are you seeing in this one? So uh, I laid four and a half early in the week with Baltimore Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a play against uh, New York. I I like Dable. I have a win total over on them. I love Mm -hmm. the start that they were on at this point, but when you're four and one, your point differential is plus 10. You're the middle of the pack or below average in almost every single metric that you can point to right for the New York giants. You're barely getting by in some of these spots. I feel like there is a point where the levy breaks and you're going to start to look like the team that you are statistically. And this seems to maybe potentially, be a spot where that is going to happen. I also figure the line would move, so there's good line, line value there. Where you're up to six mm-hmm. in some spots, uh, that's part of it. Also, like it does look like you're going to get some guys back here for Baltimore. David Ojabo returned. Uh, I think David or maybe Bowser did, and David Ojabo both coming back. So you get some solid guys up front defensively for the Baltimore Ravens, who are going to help them out in that regard. All of those things kind of put together, and some line value that I perceived. I, I just I think this is kind of the comeback down to earth game for the New York Giants who took advantage of a relatively easy schedule up to this point with their four victories.
5: Yeah, I am – so Leonard Williams questionable in this game. If I knew for sure Leonard Williams was going to play, because there's like – there are dudes that are difference makers, specifically against the run, and he is one of those dudes that is an actual real difference maker against the run. If I knew for sure he was going to play, and I could get the full six like you're talking about, like the key-ish number of six – I might could be swayed to the Giants but the thing is is it's from what the beat writers are saying it's a kind of a clear kind of game di- game time decision type deal for him and all that and so with that without uncertainty just nothing for me to to bite on here I did really kind of want to get to the Giants a little bit because of I think this Baltimore offense is at least somewhat sketchy, like somewhat oh, questionable. They, they
6: are on thin ice because it's just all Lamar Jackson and nothing else. And, yeah. and, and
5: like eventually, people are going to figure out how to cover a tight end. I mean, it's just him and Mark Andrews. Like, yep. I mean, that's that's all there is to this offense. And so, like, I I feel like at some point someone is going to be able to figure this out. But that has not been the case so far. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Again, if if something. Let me leave this. Leave you this. Sometimes we get these little tweet storms from Adam Schefter Mm -hmm. late on Saturday night, and if you're paying attention, like he'll tell you sometimes when dudes are going to play and not play and things like that. And if uh, if if that's the case, and this injury report kind of goes a little bit more favorably for the Giants, and I can still get the full six, I might put a small play in there on that. But again, not a. Not a huge, huge play for me. I'm 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 kind of a Ravens doubter. I don't know why. I'm kind of a Ravens doubter. I, I understand. I mean I'll multiple, what, 17, 20 point blown leads. I'm, I'll admit it. Day, I'm kind know. of a Ravens doubter. You know, it is what it is. Safe space. Bucks, Steelers, Panthers, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, all coming up. Stick
0: around.
3: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at 5,000 in weekly prizes. Free to play. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light. Pick them now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 and older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. The keyword there is free. You can play in these contests for free to win $5,000. So free, just go do it. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. If you're terrible, it doesn't matter. You didn't lose any money. Oh, boy. We were trying to play, trying to play for a push here in this baseball game. Producer Steph has the push currently at four to two. We do have a runner on first base. Now we need to, it's going to be a sweat. It always is.
6: Uh, am I, am I the only one is. that would enjoy the Yankees losing the series? Like we'd all enjoy that, right? Oh, I would enjoy yeah, that Right? A lot. Okay. Yes. Oh, I would enjoy that
5: a be ton. Yes. Because, you know, uh, just New York, in
6: New York radio,
5: you know, yeah. So I'm saying more, more for just the clips of what we would get from New York radio with the Mets and, and what happened to them. And then the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, it would be amazing. All right. Calling so the mad dog. Tampa Bay, Tampa <laughs> Bay Bucks, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just the dog. I mean, just the dog. No, there's the
6: dog. Yeah. It's, very pop, it's, a, just it's dog. a worn out. Everyone's everyone's a dog. Right.
5: Like we were kind of talking about this before the show. And it's like, if you're, if you're coming into sports betting and you just want to give yourself a nickname, which is apparently what everyone does yeah. now or whatever, like, Get work dog out of there. Like, you need a new animal? We need to start making a new animal. Be I'm the not, bear. Oh, no, the fleek is the bear. What? Like, we need to, who's, what's so, another animal you so, could be?
6: Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not proud of admitting this. I've thought of some nicknames for myself. I've wanted to go, like, yeah. fully down that road. Uh-huh. Uh, you mentioned you're not a big totals better. I'm not either, but John Von Total is out oh, there. Uh, that'd be really good. That's a good one.
5: JohnVonTotal.com, uh, yep.
6: where um, you only just give out totals, Forty nine ninety right. nine a month. That's right. Yeah, A month, please, yeah. a day. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, John the, the Viper Von Tobel? Or Von oh, Tobel, the Viper. See, you know, Viper's mean? good. You yeah. come to me, the Viper. I give it to you. My Saturday place every month when the sun is in the seventh house with ten mm. and one. Come and get it. I could be like the Warthog. Like, you know, like, just, yeah. like a, good one, yeah. a good one, right? Yeah. You, know, like, you know, like the WarthogBets.com yeah. or whatever And you, know? you play like, like
5: yeah. a sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Bam, like every gonna... single time we give a good one. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I think we're on to something. Listen, right. by the end of the year, by the end of the season, right. we're gonna have a nickname for ourselves. Like we're just The Viper name, and the Warthog yeah. on Friday. Like, what do you think, Viper? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, Warthog. Like, we just like go back and forth with all this. Anyway, Bucks and the Steelers. The uh Bucks are now up to nine and a half to ten point favorites in this thing because the Steelers got the worst injury report you could possibly get. This was the writing was on the wall that this was gonna happen anyway. This is we had this pro tip earlier in the week, but I'm gonna say it yet again. A lot of times the writing is on the wall with to the, how these injury reports are going to come out. And then like for whatever reason when it officially comes out, then everybody reacts and then these lines move. So this thing was sitting eight, eight and a half. We got the news that we thought we were going to get that basically no one's gonna play for the Steelers. The whole secondary's out and everything Frymouth is out and Everybody's out for the Steelers. And so this thing moves a full point and a half, two points, uh, up to nine and a half or ten right now, a total of forty-six. We were talking about this on break. Totals have been I mean, uh, teasers have been pretty bad for me so far this season. That for being said, a lot of said, people
6: like those Wong teasers. Yeah. I'm one of them. But
5: guess what, Bucks? Don't you do me dirty this week because I got you in multiple.
6: So did I. And yeah. at eight, I teased it down from eight, eight and a half, yeah. too, when it was there. Oh, I'm with you. I mean, look, so if we do want
5: to point to outside of just the obvious, which is, look, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be playing with a skeleton crew here. Mm-hmm. It is, also, it is also a rookie quarterback. It is also a rookie quarterback going against a – if there's one thing you can – if you want to pick apart Tampa's offense so far, I give you free reign to do that because it has not been sharp for long stretches at points and games and different things like that. But what we do know, this pass defense is, is legit – the Steelers' offense has no run game whatsoever because the offensive line is trash. Yep. So we don't have to. We don't have to worry about like Najee Harris going crazy. And it's a rookie quarterback with small hands who's going to be throwing. <laughs> See, I threw that in there. Uh, rookie quarterback with small hands who's going to be throwing, um, you know, into a into an elite secondary and elite you know defense. So for me, it's just look. We need a field goal win here from this. But if you can't get me a field goal win here, then there is something wrong.
6: A uh, quick update, too, by the way. Yes. Uh, it is final. Cleveland takes Hey-o! a 2-1 series lead. We
5: don't have, like, a push graphic or anything. But, like, you know, the, like, two you know, whatever, but. Oh know, yeah.
6: Sorry. It. One, one. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Sorry. I was getting ahead of myself. I saw the number two and it just mm-hmm. went immediately to my head Four two was the final. Uh, yes. Series is now tied one, one, um, and, and first John, win by the and, way, since game two, that's where I was going to go with of go. the 2017 ALDS for the Cleveland guardians. Which there was we crazy. go. Get on yeah.
5: guardians. Why don't you go ahead and just win this series. We're like we said, we'd love to hear some clips from New York sports talk radio. If that were to be the case, uh, we also think of this Pittsburgh defense as being elite. Look, Without T.J. Watt, they're we, average, yeah. like, at best. And then now we know they're down a couple of starters as well, which makes them even worse than average. It, just a lot. Everything's trending, bucks in this thing. So, it's just – it was a pretty simple, again, handicap
6: for me. Like, yeah, I don't no. think I have to go too crazy here. I agree. And, yeah. like, I, I made this comment off the air. I, like, I don't know what's going to stop me from laying eight in the contest. Yeah. Everybody's going to do it. And so, mm-hmm. I, maybe that gives me some pause here. Because So, even if, like – the positive would be if you had TJ Watt, maybe you could take advantage of an offensive line that is graded mm-hmm. out extremely poor, just kind of like we expected yep. for Tampa Bay. You don't even have that if you're the Steelers, so that's what that's what I mean. Like I struggle to find the case for Pittsburgh outside of Tom Brady looking terrible every week and distracted. Might I? Mm-hmm. Uh, might I, I don't know. What's I wonder why I don't things
5: um, are going on but, there. But
6: no, like I think the <laughs> I'm with you, especially with the position that we're at with these teasers when it was like eight and a half. If you can't beat this version of the Steelers by three, uh, this is a really bad situation for the Buccaneers.
5: Yeah, this is like a, hey, you need to, you need to, like literally, drastically fall down my power ratings. Like I have, I have really overvalued you and what you are because this is again a shell of what we we. I thought the Steelers were going to be out anyway coming into the season, but it's even a shell of what I thought the Steelers team was going to be. And so, uh, if you're a Bucks team and you are honestly one of the teams, and if you're a contender in the NFC this year. You should go in and you should you should spank this team. Like this should be your okay, let's go in and prove who we are type moment and everything like that. Like I guess Julio's question, well, who cares? He hadn't even been out on the field anyway. It's you know, I mean, there, there's that, I guess, if you want to point it, some sort of doubt, you know, some sort of reason not to want to back the Bucks. But look, Julio played for like a quarter and a half for this team. So right. I'm not I don't even really consider him a part of the team. And
6: here's the thing, and I will say it's a Believe Devil's advocate mm-hmm. and to give the Steelers like something. They did, the Bucs just faced the fourth worst defense mm-hmm. in the NFL, were held to twenty one points yeah. and barring a terrible penalty that should not have been called on Grady Jarrett. You're true. looking at the Falcons getting the ball back down by one score within a position to win mm-hmm. that game. So that is, I think, the case, which is that was one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and you barely had mm-hmm. anything going in that game.
5: That is no, it's 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 very true. Like I'll put it this way. So we're happy about our teaser legs. I would not lay ten points though. So, I, I will say that. Like, I, I'm, I'm confident in at least a field goal win. I don't know if I would lay 10 where this thing seems like it's headed yep. right now. Yes, You know, like, that's <laughs> yes. the thing. Like, so, there is there is a caveat when it comes to to kind of my handicap with this one. Carolina Panthers and the Los Angeles Rams. We are now sitting double digits in this one. Rams favored by 10 across the board in a, total of, in a game with a total of 41 and a half. Yes, that's real. 10-point favorite, 41 and a half total in this. And so, traditional thinking, John, you and I, as long as we've done this, it should be automatic that you play a team getting 10 points in the NFL and a game that only has a 41 total. And yet I am not pushing that button on my app. I am not going to do that. Probably in a contest order. You, you know, the narrative, everyone's going to say, uh, oh, team, you play the team off fire in a coach because they're all pumped up and they're whatever. well, you can you can say that, but then this is also a team firing their coach, traveling across country, who is going to be starting P.J. Walker mm-hmm. at, at quarterback. And so, like, I, I can't even get there if you even want to take that narrative angle. I, I will say this.
6: Yeah. So, what I you you mentioned one of my favorite things. There's a lot of things like quirks about the market that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. One of them is waiting for something to be officially official and then you react. Right? <laughs> yeah. Something you mentioned with the injury reports. My other thing is we saw this number get to 11 at one point this week downgrading the Panthers team who just got rid of, or not got rid of uh, whose quarterback was the second lowest graded quarterback in the NFL and was deemed to have one of the worst coaches in the NFL. All of a sudden they're worse because those two guys aren't around <laughs> yeah. for this game. It doesn't really make that much sense. So like, and then along like, I kind of like can talk myself into the Carolina Panthers if you really look. And the Rams, I mean, look, I have supported the Rams quite a few times throughout this season. Uh, I was higher on them than I should Mm -hmm. be because they have let me down each time. Uh, It was week one against the Buffalo Bills. It was the the game against the 49ers. It was the Cowboys multiple times. The only time they came through for me was that Arizona game, and they barely got by in that game, their offensive numbers are so bad. Like, I just – this is one of those easy ones where I don't want any part of either one of these teams, I think, at this point right now.
5: Yeah, it is just – That's Like this was, a, this was a complete and utter stay away from me, scratch off. I mean, like I said, conventional, conventional wisdom. And everything that we have been taught along the years that we've been doing all this is like, in an NFL game, if you are handed 10 points in a game with a 41 total, you just take it regardless, right. blind, you don't you, – whatever, you don't think twice about it. But as you mentioned – it's just – it's something about this Carolinas. Everything that's going into this, which is a quarterback that arguably – now with – PJ, you know, even with, even with a seventh-round rookie starting this week for the Miami Dolphins, like, P.J. Walker still might be the worst quarterback starting in the NFL this week. Like, I mean, like, he's that poor, right? He couldn't beat out Sam Darnold to be the backup. He couldn't beat out, you know, whatever. I mean, that's how this all played out. So, it's just – it's I, – I just can't – there's just no way I can back the Panthers. And I feel like, you know, when they – When they keep this somehow inside of 10, I'll feel stupid, but I just – I can't get
6: there. I'd rather watch Commander's Bears again than bet on this game.
5: (laughs) And that, that, that basically says it all right there with everything. Guys, we're going to talk some Cardinals and some Seahawks. We're going to talk some Bills and some Chiefs and, of course, Cowboys and Eagles. We'll close things out with John's college football thoughts and, of course, our plays that are in the account for this week. If anything is leans as well, we'll let you know. Come on back. Let's talk some Cardinals and Seahawks. The NASCAR playoffs are in full swing, and it's time to see all your favorite drivers in the fabulous Las Vegas South Point 400. It's this weekend, October 14th to 16th at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. v own Brent Musburger is going to be the grand marshal of this thing. He'll also broadcast from the track Sunday morning on Brent Musburger's countdown to kick off South Point. Also has room and ticket packages available for more information. Head to southpointcasino.com. Uh, John, we interviewed, uh, the Clydesdale horses yesterday on the show. And, um, yep. I have to let you know, it was a very interesting interview. The horses uh, like, <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the, the, guy that drives the buggy. Uh, uh okay. and so learned some, learned a lot of fun facts. So there are, it's, uh, it's four rows of two. So there's eight horses, yes. whatever, but they travel with 10 because there's like two bench, two guys get benched okay. somewhere along the way. And like, basically if, if they have to like rotate someone in because like horse isn't feeling it that day. Whatever there was one there's a horse called Seattle that is here, Okay. and the horse is six foot four to his shoulder.
6: Pretty tall, it's pretty big to his shoulder. Yeah, I was say. And which means his head. At first I thought that was kind of short, and then you're like, oh no, to the shoulder, yeah. okay. and then yeah. his
5: head goes up another however long or whatever. He's so he's the, got four Matt humans. He's and like, then the, like another he's, one. He's, up he's on like there. the alpha. Uh, of the horses, whatever he said, he's actually been in one of the uh, the Super Bowl commercials for the Clydesdales and all these different things like that. Wife. There are three different units of these. There's one based out of Colorado. There's one based out of the home, you know, brewery there in St. Is that Saint him in the front or whatever? Uh, it probably is. I mean, like you know, his name is. That's an alpha if I've ever yeah, seen. I mean, one seriously, and then uh, then there's one on the East Coast, and they all just kind of like stay in their in their in their region, and they travel 300 days a year. Really, 300. Days a year, do they like ride them across them. the country, or um, like... uh, two, 18 wheelers actually? Oh, okay. So and, you're not and like going to be driving in a van see, like this. Yes. 18 wheelers in like a an and like a sprinter van. Okay. So it's it's. He said they live better than like me and you do.
6: Oh, you know, these dude, horses. I mean, I've long thought as a human who's been on the planet for thirty-one years and seeing how some animals live, I've. I've long thought that you know what it wouldn't be the worst thing <laughs> in the world to be born as like, like a house cat to, or something to be like that. a Budweiser Clydesdale and get like
5: thing. the very best. Food did you talk and to him about the whatever.
6: Stormy and I were bonding yesterday right before I left over the fact that I enjoy TikTok videos of horses being getting their hooves cleaned.
5: We did, in fact, uh, we did, in fact, bring this up to uh, to them, and they had just so they have a guy that works for them, and that's all he does, uh-huh. and he had just flown out the day before because he was here for two days. It takes two days. Nice. To do it to all of the 10, because you know they're so big or whatever. And uh, Seattle, the big horse that we were just talking about, wears a size nine and a half, which means it's nine and a half inches across his hoof. So, like, his foot is nine and a half inches. Nine and a half inches wide. Nice. Just insane
6: just insane these things how fast do these things go now, I'm just i was going to keep asking you questions so i didn't so we can ask burn that, this i didn't entire, I, yeah. I,
5: listen i didn't ask if they were built for speed okay. but i did say though since they're based out of uh, fort collins colorado that obviously his group of horses are are the, okay, are this. the most athletic
6: because yeah. uh oh, they train at altitude their lung capacity yeah, got to yeah, be crazy. Yeah,
5: they train at altitude so he obviously uh, has like the
6: best horses it's kind of a risk walking a horse through the uh, you not know? not that it's going to go wild or anything just cuz you know horses you know? don't really have any discrepancy when it yes. comes to you know the time doing things yeah exactly i know so just right could could be interesting, but anyway, uh, there did are did you get no? Okay,
5: sorry, there are <laughs> tickets available for the South Point 400 if you do want to go out there. Listen, if you've never been to a NASCAR race, it is actually a it, it's you don't have to be a fan, right? I mean, like the experience in itself, because of one, the party atmosphere, and then two, just like seeing cars go that incredibly fast and what they're doing and all that, it's it's certainly much better, in my opinion, like in person, even than it is on on the TV. Though I know that you know, probably uh, Von Vreekel downstairs is screaming, it is not, it's awesome on TV. 'Cause you know, Von Vrinkel, huge, uh, huge NASCAR guy. Do you know that? Um yes. yeah. And NASCAR's did. great. Why? Tom Check also massive NASCAR guy. Downstairs, probably screaming at me right NASCAR now about, awesome. uh, about all the awesome. NASCAR stuff. Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. I always told you about this, Eric Almarola. This <laughs> is sitting, yes, this is sitting <laughs> two and a half right now in favor of the Cardinals. Uh fifty and a half is your total. So just a half point below that key ish number again. Like we don't we don't really talk key numbers of totals, but 51 is actually an outlier where yep. we do see it land on 51 more times than any of those numbers. Once we get kind of above 44. So just, you know, again, just of note that it is at least a half point below that key ish number. Um, so what do we know about Seahawks? What we know is, is that Geno Smith has been playing incredibly efficiently. He's a baller. We know that the offense has been really, really good. We know the defense might be one of the worst defenses we've ever seen assembled yes. ever. And, they are getting a Cardinals team that is still without DeAndre Hopkins. They do have Rondell Moore back out there, and Rondell Moore has been seeing a bulk of the target share and all the different things like that since he's been back. So he does at least give Kyler Murray one, Let's I'll throw the air quotes up again, reliable weapon in this offense. Uh,
6: what are you looking at in this one? Uh, Well, I'm looking at a Seahawks team, Matt, that uh, I feel like is getting somewhat like disrespected by the market. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. this is one of those where it can't, can't be this easy. Can it a a guy like Geno Smith, who at this point right now, from a passing grade standpoint is the highest graded quarterback by PFF standards at at 87.9. Gets to take on a secondary, which the same outlet deems as the worst coverage secondary by a mile in the National Football League. For If you look at it, you want to go some other metrics in terms of like defensive EPA per play. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals overall, not the worst, but that's including the front seven. If you go via the pass or so the fifth worst defense in the NFL, I, I just... The thing that I think gets you here, if the Seattle Seahawks are not going to like cover and or win this mm-hmm. contest, is the fact that their own defense is among the worst in the NFL. And you could see a similar game to that Falcons mm-hmm. contest. It was that week two or three? Uh, and I was on Atlanta in that game, and Atlanta went in there, and they won the game outright because Geno Smith and the Seahawks performed very well offensively, but ultimately their defense couldn't get the stop when it needed it, and so they lose that game. That's what kills you, and I think that also speaks to something we brought up on Tuesday, which is like, I did because I just I, I was tempted enough, and mm-hmm. I just did it. I did tease Seattle up, but that's what gets you out of some of those teaser spots. Even if you're up yeah. to like eight and a half for Seattle, because your defense can be that bad. And with a high total, it can be pretty volatile. But like, I just, I kind of, I'm kind of willing to take one on the chin here, backing Seattle and Geno Smith, who has arguably been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL against one of the worst defenses in the NFL.
5: Yeah. It's, this one's weird for me. Cause I, I thought I initially was going to be on the Cardinals in this thing, and the reason I was going to be on the Cardinals was basically what you're talking about. I mean, just the defense, they have to play, Seattle has to play such an incredibly high-variance game in order to win right. games. And because, again, like, I, I people are... Joking like, oh, it took getting Russell Wilson out of town for you know for Pete Carroll to finally realize you gotta throw the ball. It's like, no, this defense made him realize that he has to throw the ball because if he plays like he plays, they're never (laughs) gonna win anything, right? Like you have to play a super high variance game if you're gonna win with a defense like this. You need to create as many as possessions as possible. You need some wild stuff and wacky stuff to happen throughout the course of a game. And so my only thing, and this was the reason why I was at least leaning Arizona, I haven't been able to put it in the account, is I look back at these games in which this defense has been bad against. And it is a Denver team that we know now has been atrocious mm-hmm. San Francisco, who it was the, the broken ankle game. And then yep. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in off the street after having not even played with the team at all, or whatever they, they still give up 27 to San Francisco in that game. You mentioned the Atlanta game where in which they give up not 27 points no there.
6: We've talked about how good Atlanta yeah. is, but still yeah. the
5: Detroit game, and then New Orleans, in which New Orleans had Andy Dalton. So you're talking Russell Wilson in an offense we think is broken, Jimmy Garoppolo coming in off of the street, Marcus Mariota, Jared Goff, and then Andy Dalton. No matter what you think long-term about Kyler Murray, this is a step-up at the quarterback position for this defense. Like this is a much more competent playmaker in Kyler Murray than you are getting from any of the games that they have played so far this season. And so that was kind of why I was leaning towards Arizona, but then I just started looking more in depth into this. And I'm like, well, can they even take advantage of how bad this, Uh of how bad this defense is? And so ultimately ended up being a a pass for me on this one, but it's just a, it's going to be fascinating. I really do because this is this is going to prove whether Arizona is actually like in the bad team talk, right? Like we were kind of like the. They're in the disappointing team talk right now because Cliff obviously is sharp as a spoon. But this is one of those things where they might actually join the "Hey man, this team is legit bad" yeah. after this game
6: this week. Well, and this is also this is also a litmus test for Geno Smith, right? Like mm-hmm. you should you you have at times this year taking advantage of some pretty bad secondaries. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do it again here when you're yes. at home. Like this is a spot where you should be operating at a relatively high level. And can I just say too, the, the Seahawks are kind of down there when it comes to pressure rate. I can see a game in which Kyler Murray is extending plays. All day long, kind of does what he did in the second Doing half against the Raiders, around, yep, yeah, no, yeah, and yeah. scores a bunch of points mm-hmm. and, and allows them to do it. But I will say this: I think this is pretty clear. That this might be like the game of the week. This has the makings of being a ridiculous and wild game that is going to be a ton of fun.
5: So, uh, if you're not watching the baseball, you might want to might want to tune in. Uh, we are. We got runs. We got runs early. Bottom of the third, four nothing. In favor of the Phillies in this one against the Braves, Spencer Strider, we mentioned, had been so great all year long. We were wondering, we were like, hey, man, it seems like these guys should be able to figure a guy out that only throws a fastball and a slider. Well, it uh, hadn't worked so far today. We do see a double by Stott, a homer by Hoskins, and uh, this has gotten to gotten out to 4 nothing here early for the Phillies. And as you mentioned, Aaron Nola has been so, so good for this yeah. team.
6: So this four runs might be all he needs. Not a great start for the Silver Strider, as they call him. Ooh,
5: the Silver. I do like what the Braves are doing as a team, though, just locking up all these young dudes oh, at yeah. these, like, contracts where we're like this, this the nucleus is there until like 2028. You mean you can like,
6: actually build up your farm system and yeah. get guys and build that way? Uh, somebody yeah. call the Angels. Who, who knew? And here's the thing.
5: Now you can basically just go after, like, one prize free agent every year and go, look what you're going to be around for the next five years whenever we do that we're going to continue on here guys finish up with the last two games of the week
0: the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world western nations like the u.s and europe
3: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: The temperature might be cooling off. But the fall sports are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game, and it is still the same game over there in Philly, and they are they are now 6 to nothing. Bryce oh, Harper. Man. With a two-run homer, now Castellanos gets a knock. This thing is getting out of hand. Phillies World Series champs. There it is. I already said it. Overreaction Friday Okay. by the Fox. There it is. Like this Overreaction Friday by the Fox here on VEASAN. All right, let's get to these two games because these are, uh, these the are Viper very important. The Viper agrees. Yeah, very, this is very, very important. Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Two and a half in favor of the Bills. It is shaded. It is starting to head towards 3 It is three at one book out there already. So, if you are trying to get in under the field goal on the Bills, you might want to go ahead and do that. 53.5 to 54 is your total. John, I played the Bills at two before Monday Night Football because I was thinking in my head that if the Chiefs look bad, Mm -hmm. then this thing is going to get to the field goal or worse, and I wanted to get in under the field goal, and so I took the Bills at two. Haven't gotten to the field goal yet except for at Rivers, which is sitting at three right now. So, still sitting at two and a half. I've. This is kind of how I've handicapped this, and and I want to hear what your opinion on this. Is is the Bills' offense has run like a hot knife through butter through every single defense that they played so far this year. Now, even in the game in which they lost, they were still amazing on offense. It just didn't equal into points, right? We we talked about it outgained them, you know, outgained the Dolphins by seven thousand yards in that game. But the Chiefs' offense at times has sputtered. The Chiefs' offense at times has looked. Like it was trying to kind of confused and trying to figure out what it was going to do. That was a very real 17 point deficit that they were in last week. That was not a, you know, a manufactured, like, I mean, they were down 17 points in that game because they were, they couldn't move the ball. Like they were sputtering on offense. And so for me, this is a very big step up in defense going up against the bills. One that we think is absolutely elite. That is healthier than it was a couple of weeks ago as well, and so if I think that this offense is going to be able to move through any defense basically that it plays all season long, and I think that this defense could at least limit the production that I'm going to get out of the chiefs. If I can get this at under a field goal, that was my logic kind of coming in to, to this.
6: Uh, I no, I agree. And, and look what the bills, we know what the bills can do, right? This is one of the things that bothers Patrick Mahomes to an extent. He's better mm-hmm. at getting to the issue. It's rush four, drop everybody mm-hmm. back. You can pressure them with four too. That's the other part, right? It's not just rushing four and playing coverage. Yeah. It's being able to do that and create pressure. As well to be one of the top teams in terms of pressure on opposing quarterbacks and one of the lowest teams in terms of blitz rate is quite the achievement and the bills can do that here. I would agree with that assessment. And you look at some teams that had really strong fronts. I mean, look, the Indianapolis Colts, from a defensive standpoint, really kind of suffocated Kansas City to a certain extent. And they probably should have won that game if Chris Jones doesn't do it. But still, their offense looked terrible in that game. And you mentioned the first half there against the Las Vegas Raiders. This is the exact same thing. Travis Kelsey is not going to be able to have the success in the red zone once they get down there yeah. that he did against the Las Vegas Raiders. I agree with everything that you're putting forward. And when it comes to the flip side of this, uh, which is this Kansas City Chiefs defense? Uh, I do still have some questions about how effective this team is from that standpoint when they face a team that can have the explosiveness that the Buffalo Bills can. And that
5: you you just led me right to to this is listen. We were talking about if you listen to any preseason coverage here on the network, and it was rightfully so. I mean, listen, we can we can make adjustments as the season goes along. We were talking about oh, murders row for the Chiefs to start the season. This schedule is going to be absolutely impossible for them to navigate. Well, the Cardinals are not what we thought the Cardinals were going to be. Correct. The Chargers were all banged up in week two whenever they played the Chargers. The they probably Colts, should have
6: lost that game, yeah, by
5: the way. The Colts are certainly not what we thought they were going to be, and they find a way to lose that game. The Bucks, as we know, that offense has been absolutely, absolutely average all season long. They still scored 31 points yep. in that game against this Chiefs squad. And then, of course, the Raiders have disappointed all season long, and they scored 29 points and maybe should have won or at least got the game to overtime. So, I – Look, I'm not taking anything away from the Chiefs. I think they're a top-five team in the NFL. I just think that the Bills are better than them. I think yep. the Bills are elite, and I think that whenever we look at, at kind of the body of work of both of these teams, like, there there is a there is a path to where we can look at this Bills
6: team and just say, look, Chiefs, great team. Bills, elite team. I think we can do that. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I would say t- just to kind of to hang something like a hat on the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs because they are re- really good statistically on offense. They lead the league right now in EPA per play offensively. That is a really good Buccaneers team that they went in there and they ran them all mm-hmm. over the field. Like Defensively, I should say. They were doing everything they wanted in that game def- uh, against that Bucks defense. And I think that is something that I guess you can hang your hat on a little bit there. Uh, but I do think that this Buffalo Bills team defensively is built very well to handle what Kansas City wants to throw at them.
5: Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles right now. This thing has rocketed to six and a half in favor of the Eagles at home over the Cowboys, 42 is your total well this was one of those we were talking about John we were saying hey listen Sometimes the writing's on the wall, and then when it finally gets officially official, then we see this massive movement, and this is what happened. This thing was as low as four and a half. That's when I took the Eagles at four and a half. The writing was on the wall that these offensive linemen were going to be able to play. They were going out there, and they were practicing, and they were, you know, if you listen to the beat writers, and if you find the right beat writers to to follow, you can get that. By the way, if you're on the Twitter machine, you can go. I have made a master list of every single NFL beat writer that matters. Every single statistical Twitter, like a pro account, tip to me. Twitter account that, that matters go out there and you can just join the list and follow this because it's the same list that I'm following. It's where I'm getting all of my information as well. And so this goes now, blast, you know, blast through the the, the key ish number we keep talking about of six all the way to six and a half in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, I have the Eagles number one in my power ratings. I think they are by far the most complete team in the NFL. And if you look at this, the Cowboys are such a one-dimensional team. They are a defense, they are good defense and they are a defense. The offense has not had to do anything over the course of the last three weeks. And, like, all of this praise being heaped upon Cooper Rush and this offense and whatever, it's like, no, man, these are defensive wins, which is fine. He hadn't lost the game for them. Correct. But it is a one-dimensional win. It's a one-dimensional team. And I think this Eagle squad is built perfectly to take advantage of that.
6: So, this is going to be a Fox and the Viper unison play of the weekend. double Uh, lock, triple lock. uh, What is it? Stone cold lead (laughs) pipe lock of the century of the week. Um, No, I I agree with everything. And, look, I think there's a couple other things, too. First off, you evaluate cause everybody's excited about the pass rush. It's solid. Mm-hmm. It also happens that every single one of their opponents ranks, I think 16th or lower in pass protection this year kind of helps you out yeah. when it comes to that regard. And I agree with everything you're talking about with Cooper rush. If you actually look at the numbers outside of the five and 0 record for him or before, 0, whatever it is this year, There's a lot of troublesome offensive numbers there. And I think when you're talking about, like you said, four and a half, I think five and a half earlier Mm -hmm. this week. When you're looking at the way that this Eagles team, I think, can test them, push them, and you're getting a healthy offensive line in front of Hurts, it's, there's just there's two coming down to earth moments here this weekend. I think it's the New York Giants and I think it's the Dallas Cowboys. You look in like this this
5: Cowboys team again. Like it, we're again, def- the defense is legit. This is all fine. Again, it was a win against the Bengals. They scored 20 points. A win against the Giants in which they scored 23. Mm-hmm. Commanders they, in which they scored 25. And then the Rams in which they scored. 22. So there has not been any sort of offensive explosion here. Defensive some touchdown sort of, right in there. Yeah, yeah, to, and, yeah. and, and, and any sort of offensive renaissance or anything, anything like that, that we're seeing here. It is a very strong defense that, by the way, let me just say, and I'm not this is Rams. I think we say offense right now is fairly garbage. Yes. Commanders. We know is garbage. Yes. Giants eh, middling, but you know, not great. And then Cincinnati, obviously in week two, still had not figured things out and that, that line couldn't block anybody. So yes, this defense is good, let us also take into account these last four games in who, in which the, who they played, right? Right. Like that's no, the other they just thing. Won the that game. To... That's it. They're the best. Yes. Four and one. It's over. So, so, I mean, it's for me, I think this could be kind of the, the coming back to earth here. It's just a one. It's just a one dimensional squad, one dimensional team. For me, John, you do have a couple of plays in college football. I do want to get those in Penn state and Clemson this week.
6: Uh, yeah, I think so. It's kind of just like by low. So I'm mm-hmm. forced off on of Clemson. This Florida state team is really beat up. You go back to last week, they blow a game against NC state in their backup quarterback. It was a terrible loss uh, for the Seminoles. I think coming now back here underneath four, I don't think this Clemson team or the market realizes DJU's actually been playing great. He's mm-hmm. among the elite country leaders in terms of big time throws over at PFF. Uh, this Clemson team's coming along really strong and they're getting healthier on defense. So laid that with Clemson, Took a seven with Penn State. I just think Michigan's about to get really tested. I'm not a big fan of JJ McCarthy, and I think that this is going to be a really big litmus test against a very good front seven. So I took the seven with Penn State in the Nittany Lions.
5: Yeah, one, uh, you know, just we'll, real quick, we'll get to the pro tip, and then we'll run through all of our uh, all of our picks this week. But like for me, I think it's we just kind of talk about the Cowboys. Like beware of these one-dimensional teams in which in which you are going in and like getting this like a holistic view of these teams. Right, like beware, of, like a team like the Cowboys. It is nothing but a defense. It is no offense or whatever. Right, and you have to dig in a little bit further to kind of see this. Like, you can look at the 4-1 record like you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. This is a one-dimensional squad that is about to get a real, real, real step up in an in, in opponent here in yep. the Philadelphia Eagles. So just keep that in mind whenever you are, whenever you're looking at these teams and, and going about betting this stuff. So, uh, John, for me, you and I both, again, we are a simpatico here on this uh, on this Eagles squad against the Cowboys. I'm on Bills minus two. Like I said, I just think that they're top to bottom a much, much better team. Cincinnati on the money line here. Saints, I don't know who they're going to throw to, and a very key injury on defense as well. I think it does kind of tip the scales towards the Bengals in this one. Vikings against the seventh-round rookie. I'll take it. And then, of course, a uh, couple of teasers involved in the Bucks.
6: Yep. I got all those plays, too. I think we put them up there. So, you know what the Vipers on this weekend. <laughs> it's going to be. You all, You also with the
5: Seahawks, though, and you'd think that yes. the Seahawks might prove it. This could be a prove-it spot here for the Seahawks. Guys, keep a 6-0 Philadelphia over Atlanta right now. Keep it locked to VEASAN.